Alright, welcome everybody to Turn-Based, the RPG podcast here at thecoalition.com. We are on episode 24. I am joined by my usual co-host and a special guest, so introduce yourself, Gary. Yeah, what's up? This is Gary Swaby, a co-host of Turn-Based and a show producer. Good to be back for episode 24. Yep, good indeed. We're finally on a good normal schedule. We've been releasing every two weeks for a few episodes now, so... It's actually pretty good. We've been doing well. Um, and our guest this time, he has been on in the past, so you might recognize his voice. Introduce yourself. Hi, uh, I'm Tom Skidmore. I also write for The Coalition, of course, as where the podcast is on. And it's good to be back. That's right. You do our uh, weekly retro series. I certainly do. Which is gonna be a sp- it's going to be a special episode this week. I already decided. Oh. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, um, I went to um, Replay Expo yesterday. Near my, uh, near oh, my cool. yeah, they had, they yeah. Had, Tell us about that. They had an awful lot of retro stuff. I mean, they had like up to date stuff. I mean, I played Assassin's Creed Black Flag there, and they had the Rift and Pokemon. But the main focus of the uh, convention was like really old school games and stuff. They had rows and rows of every console imaginable. It wow. was really cool. I got to play Donkey Kong on the um, like arcade style machines. Um, I played played Pac Man, what was called Puck Man. They even had the Puck Man signs on it. I played Pong. I went with Tom Chamberlain as well, who also writes. So I mean, we played Pong. He beat me, unfortunately. I feel ashamed. <laughs> yeah, that was the really ultimate cool. test of gamer skill. Well, well, it was. I mean, we weren't going to play it first, but then we realised it's it's like um, a laser version on the wall. They had a project. Oh, okay. A, a massive pong game on the back wall, so everyone could see. And then there's me and him just like on this little box in front of it, like playing pong. Huh, that's pretty cool. It was just for the record. There was a lot of pixel lag, so that's why I lost. <laughs> <laughs> there's always a reason. That was the reason. You can ask him; he'll deny it. But that was the reason. <laughs> All right, so I guess we'll go ahead and start out with what we've been playing. Uh, For me, it's been a pretty assorted list of games over the past couple weeks. Uh, Since our last episode, I have... I've played some more Neverwinter, the MMO. I'm trying to get back into that one a little bit. Um, It's kind of... It's a nicer MMO to play kind of off and on on a scattered schedule because it's very solo-friendly. And you don't really... You don't really even have to play it with other people too much to complete the main quests. I mean, it's almost just like a solo game. And uh, that, that's kind of nice sometimes. And then the the group content's really good, too, so you have that as well. Um, besides that, I have been playing a lot of Vita lately. Um, I've been getting back into uh, Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky. I'm eventually going to beat that game one day. I've been playing it off and on for about two years now. Um, then I got Killzone Mercenary recently. I've been enjoying that. Um, even more recently, I got Soul Sacrifice, which is very good. I think you reviewed that, Gary. Yeah, what did you think of it? It's it's very good. I mean, I liked it whenever I wrote the preview originally of that original demo. Um, I still haven't gotten up to the point where I was in the demo because I erased my save file. I just wanted to start over. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's as good as I remember. The, I mean, the story's really cool. I like the way it's presented with the storybook-style stuff. It's uh, pretty nice that way. Then, uh, besides that, I guess Grand Theft Auto. Just been playing that off and on. I finally got past the part I was glitched at. Oh, so, that's good. Yeah, I'm happy about that. I can finally progress in the story now. But, cool. yeah, I mean, that's about it. Yeah, me, um, I've been playing GTA, of course. A lot of GTA Online with other coalition members and stuff um played some final fantasy 14 the reviews up on the site now um what else have i played um oh uh, i just got beyond as well um i played a little bit of that that's a really good game Uh, i definitely recommend it i mean it's been getting mixed reviews but so far you know i'm not really that far into it but so far I really like it because it's something original, something different, and we don't get these type of games that often. So, have you played Heavy Rain? Yeah, I have. So, how does it compare to that so far for you? Uh, the play style is exactly like Heavy Rain, you know. So you've got you know the um, the quick time events and 
all that stuff. But um, aside from that, you know, it's just it's a completely different aura, and you know, the story is obviously different. I think it's more, uh, it's it's a lot more emotional than Heavy Rain was, um, and you really start to develop um, feelings for the character in the game. You know, Ellen Page. Character. Yeah, what I've seen, like, the big differences for me and what I've seen in trailers and gameplay videos and stuff is Heavy Rain, first of all, had pretty bad voice acting. I think anyone can admit that to play the game. Um, a yeah. lot of that just had to do with the fact that I don't think many of those voice actors spoke English as their primary language. And uh-huh. also the technology wasn't as good, so the characters on screen, they couldn't really convey emotion quite as effectively. When you compare it to games today, like, you know, all the Naughty Dog games that have came out since then, it's, you know, kind of looking at Heavy Rain makes it look kind of dated. And so yeah. I, th- I feel like from what I've seen, Beyond looks like it's pretty impressive. And I think it helps that they got, you know, Hollywood caliber actors to do the game. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, presented better this time around. Uh, but, I mean... A lot of the criticisms I hear on the game is about the QTE, but I mean, why would you even buy this game or play it not expecting it to be full of QTE? Because, you know, that's just the type of game that David Cage likes to make, you know. <laughs> it's like buying Call of Duty <laughs> and complaining because you shoot people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, aside from that, I mean... Uh, I mean, I've played, you know, the old RPGs and stuff like Final Fantasy VII and, you know, all that stuff, but uh, not much else, really. I, I definitely want to get back into Neverwinter and Nino Kuni. So um, now that I've got yes. this review out the way, I might try and do that now. Nino Kuni. I can't just... After I finish GTA, I'm either going to play Bioshock Infinite finally or go back to Nino Kuni. I haven't decided which one first. Uh-huh. You can probably beat um, Bioshock really quickly, so... I'll probably do that then. play that. Yeah. Alright, so I suppose you want to hear what I've been playing, and it's not been too much, to be quite frank with you. Um, I got back into Minecraft again quite recently, so I've been playing Uh-oh. an awful lot of that. <laughs> Did you read that, oh? That's from good Minecraft. It's a good game. But I'm, I'm, just, I'm just making a joke. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I'm playing a lot lately because they've got um, a new. Uh, there are a few snapshots out, so they've got like new updates and such, and they're actually releasing quite a, a lot more content. It's becoming quite a more interactive game, a lot more fun involved than rather than the way it used to be. Then you just like go on, build stuff, and that's it. There's actually a lot more elements to it these days. So I've been playing a lot of that, and of course with the release of Pokemon X and Y. I've been playing that for the past two days straight, so that's pretty much what I've been playing. Nothing too major. Okay, we'll go more in depth about Pokemon later on in the show, mm-hmm. but it's good to hear. Yep. I'm pretty jelly. I, I really want it. I'm tempted. Yeah, I, even I'm tempted, and you know, I'm I'm really not a fan of Nintendo, but I would buy a 3DS just for that game. You should. It's amazing. It's in 3D, funnily enough. <laughs> I'll think about it. <laughs> By the end of this episode, I might have an Amazon page pulled up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, that's the plan for this episode, then. <laughs> okay, so before we get too into Pokemon, I guess, first we'll talk about some news and updates for other stuff on the side and stuff going on. Um, first, two little quick announcements. Uh, first of all, is that Gary, myself, and the Coalition's Editor-in-Chief, Richard Bailey, have uh, started our own endeavor, a separate, um, I guess, a separate idea away from the Coalition. Uh, it's not going to interfere with anything, but we did start our own indie game PR studio, and it's already been off to a pretty good start. The website is Valkyrie. P-R, V-A-L-K-Y-R-I-E, P-R.com. And uh, we're just, right now we're in the early stages, just kind of talking with different indie devs and getting different websites and journalists on our press list and getting stuff lined up. And we have a few clients already kind of we're talking to and getting stuff planned out. So 
uh, things are going well. So if you are an indie dev or know anyone that is that wants uh, some more coverage for their game, then you should definitely uh, comment down below or check out the site, and we can work with you. But, yeah, it's pretty exciting, and things are already going well. So that uh, should be pretty cool. Yeah, Do you have I'm anything else you want to say? Oh, sorry. I'm quite pleased with the reception because, um, you know, a lot of people have interacted with us on Twitter and, you know, sending us emails and everything. So people generally are interested in what we're doing. And, you know, that's, that's always good to know because when you start a new endeavor like this, you, you kind of don't know what to expect. But, yeah. you know, having all the positive responses and stuff, you know, it's, it's very insuring. So that's good. Yeah, I've been pr- I've been pretty surprised how um, I guess, for lack of a better term, easy it has been to interact with developers and how positive they've been so far. I mean, we've at the, I, I'm not looking at our Twitter account right now, but we've you know over the past two and a half three weeks, we've sent a, a, a few dozen tweets, I guess you know a few a day, something like that. But we're already close to a hundred followers. Uh, different developers are retweeting us and. Everyone's been really supportive, so it's been it's been yeah. pretty cool. Thank you to everyone. Yep, shout out. Then another quick announcement. Uh, we usually talk about this at the end of the podcast, but I wanted to just get out of the way early. Uh, we will uh, have more news coming very soon on the RPG that we are making. And by we, oh. I mean uh, me, Gary, and Rams. He's been on an, an episode or two. Um, he works with Gary on some other stuff, but we are going to have new news. That's kind of hard to say. New news coming for the RPG we're working on. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Um, yeah, I'm going to be cryptic for now. But yeah, that's that's updates for us. We're now moving into actual game news. Um, first, Gary, you posted your review of Final Fantasy XIV. So I guess uh-huh. just kind of run through... I guess the summary of your thoughts on the game since you've had a chance to play it more. Yeah, uh, I think it's a very solid MMO experience, and um, like I said in the in the review, it's got all the um, standard core mechanics that you would expect to see in an MMO. But it's just the fact that you know it's got Final Fantasy painted all over it. You know, it's it's got the presentation, the music, everything you would expect from a Final Fantasy game is in there. But, uh, I mean, the the main thing that lets it down is the subscription model, because, um, you know, I don't think that they're, they're offering as much content as some of the other MMOs out there that, that aren't um, subscription-based. So, you know, for that reason, you know, I kind of marked it down a little bit because I feel like they could just make it buy-to-play. But um, they have promised that, you know, they'll have a big update every three months. So I'm waiting to see, like, how big that update will be, you know, once it hits. Yeah, because that's a long time to wait in MMO terms. Yeah. I mean, especially for people if they're paying month-to-month. Yeah, I mean, three months is a while. I don't know if people are going to continue to pay all three months. Yeah, and when you look at Guild Wars 2, you know, like, that's buy-to-play. You know, you only pay for it once, and, you know, they're giving you new content every two weeks, so... Yeah, I mean, hopefully the amount of new content is scaled to the length of time between releases, though. So, I mean, Guild Wars 2 new content is usually just a few little minor things that may be a big new event, and by the time the two weeks rolls around, you're kind of bored of it. And so maybe, you know, if it's three weeks apart it'll be almost like a full expansion, maybe, or something. Yeah, three but, months apart. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Mm, okay. Well, Tom, you haven't played the game, right? No, I I tried to play it, but my laptop didn't handle it, so no. Okay, okay. <laughs> do you, do you so have any someone, interest in playing it? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Um, well, oh, my bad. Well, as like Gary was saying, it's Final Fantasy. So in that regards, and yes, so much so, I really want to. <laughs> but at the same time, I've never been a guy to want to pay a, a subscription to play a game. I always, I've always felt like if if I'm buying a game, it's mine now. I'm not renting it from them. So um, in that regards, no, um, I'm not a huge MMO guy. And as you probably gathered, that when I started playing 
uh, Guild Wars with you guys. Um, I've kind of stopped playing it for a while. I haven't played it in a long time. So, I would and I wouldn't, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'd like yeah to I know exactly right. what you mean. That's, I'm pretty much in the same situation. I mean, I've heard very good things a bunch of other people I know that play it, but it just doesn't... I can't even imagine at this point what type of game it would take to make me want to pay a monthly fee to play it. I don't think a game would ever exist where I would actually want to pay a monthly subscription fee. Um, just, I think that's just a result of the quality that there is outside of that. Like, I don't, I don't see the the reason of why I should have to if there's so many other good games that I don't have to pay a fee for. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I've just. Um I've just updated my subscription to another 60 days, so I'm going to see, you know, when this new thing releases, I'm going to see what it's like, and then, you know, um, after that, I'll probably stop subscribing. Uh, or maybe not. Maybe it'll get you hooked. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. see, I guess, yeah. That's also my biggest fear, that I will get absolutely hooked on a game <laughs> so much so that I'm spending an awful lot of money, which I don't need to. That happens. Yeah. It's a real thing. I mean, it happens with it can happen with anything in life, not just games. But I think some people are particularly susceptible to the lure of MMOs. I know some in my personal life that their lives have been borderline ruined because of games like WoW and EverQuest. So you have to be careful sometimes. Yeah, I've had friends show me their like Xfire accounts when they've got like, World of Warcraft on there, and it says um, how long their period of time they've played it. It's in years. So oh God. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that's next. That's a lot of time spent playing one game. <laughs> yeah. How many hours are there in a year? Uh, let's see. Are we trying to? My mind, a, my mind can't fathom. Are we trying to work it out? I have the internet. <laughs> Got to be over a thousand, or close to a thousand at least. No. Well I don't know. As you can see, math is not anything that we're, any of us here are good at. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna pull it up calculator real quick. Yeah, eight point eight thousand. Eight thousand years hours in a yeah. year. Eight thousand hours. Yeah, eight point eight thousand. Wow. That's a long time to play one game. It is. <laughs> that is a very long time. <laughs> I felt a bit nerdy of having like my one of my Pokemon games have four hundred hours on it, but like eight thousand hours. No. Wow. <laughs> That's almost, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, if you play MMOs for eight to 9,000 hours, let it, just want you to know that we don't look down on you. <laughs> well, we kind of do, but I mean. <laughs> yes, that's an excessive amount. Okay, well, hopefully that isn't happening to Gary, so. Not yet. <laughs> well, when yeah. I find lightning in the game, it might happen. Oh! <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Alright, so next was another review that was recently posted. Uh, Dragon's Crown. It's not not, not a new game. Uh, the review is kind of late in terms of the US release, but it did recently come out over in Europe for you guys. And it's it's a good game. Uh, this is also uh, good timing as well because they recently announced that they're going to patch it to allow cross-play so people on Vita can play with people on PS3 and vice versa. Um, it will not have cross-save, however, so you can't share a save file between the two platforms on your PSN account. Um, so, that, I mean, that kind of sucks, but it, it's a game that's worth the price tag. I don't feel like it needs to be a cross-buy or cross-play title or cross-save title. Uh, to to be worth the dollar amount, like some games that are cross-play. Uh, I think it's worth it to buy it, and you can just have it on one platform. I think that's I think that's enough for a game like this, because there's a lot of content. Um, you know, there's a lot of replayability. It's very fun, very, you know, speaking of addicting, uh, tons of quests. I mean, it's a beautiful game, too. I mean, one of the best art styles I've seen in a game recently. Um mm-hmm. If you like boobs, then this is definitely a game that's for you, because there are a lot of them. Uh, <laughs> I'm on Amazon at the moment. Uh, <laughs> I'm on Amazon buying this game right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, um, I, 
I really want this game. You know, I've even talked to David about it. This is definitely going to be my next Vita game. Um, and I'm glad that they're putting in crossplay because, you know, now I can play with David, who has it on the PS3. So. Yeah, I was hoping yeah, I would get the review copy on Vita because I would have preferred to have it on the Vita. But it's good on PS3 as well. Uh, you know, no complaints, really. It's the exact same game on both systems. It's just. I liked the idea of having a game like that being portable. And if you're unaware, it's um, a side-scrolling beat-em-up kind of style brawler, kind of like Golden Axe as far as gameplay is concerned, but with a ton of RPG elements. So there's like a hub town you go to where there's a guild you get quests from, organize your party, there's a shopkeeper you can upgrade, sell your items, get different skills. So it's an RPG with side-scroller beat-em-up gameplay. So it's good, really good. And now for the only real main piece of news. There wasn't a whole lot of news for us to talk about this uh, past couple weeks. Um, And following suit with many of their past titles, Square has decided to release Final Fantasy VI to iOS, which is cool. I actually have not played that game. I don't know if either of you played it. No, uh, that's the... I believe that's the only one I need to get. It's on my list. I actually never played it either. From the few <laughs> I have so I've heard very, very good things. It's probably one of the better Final Fantasy games. Yeah, as far as critical and fan reception, it it for many people it's right up there with or above seven and ten and all the others that people think are the best. All of them, David. Yeah. All of them are the best. <laughs> yeah, but I I might actually. I mean, it's good that it's coming out on iOS, but I might actually get it on Vita instead because uh, I don't like the idea of playing games like this on on my iPhone. Maybe well, if one I thing had worth iPad. mentioning, though, is that it is an enhanced like remake version like they've done with a lot of their others, so this isn't going to be just the original ported. Um, I don't know right. if that's going to sway your opinion. I think the version that's available on PSN, I think that's pretty much just the original game. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't really... Maybe the enhancements they're adding are just to optimize it for mobile, like making the touch controls better. I don't know if they're upgrading the graphics at all. Uh, they're probably not, because, I mean, the game already looked pretty great for the time it came out. Yeah, well, if there's anything worthwhile getting, then, you know, I'll look into getting it on iOS, but I do want the original as well, so... Yeah, and I think it's worth pointing out that I'm... Unless I'm mistaken, I think every single Final Fantasy game 1 through 9 is available to get on Vita. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, just all digitally. You can have them all on Vita if you wanted. And then pretty soon, 10 and 10 too are going to be coming out. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of gaming on mobile devices, to be honest. I always see it as a, it's a casual platform. So I couldn't yeah, see I, myself... I'm, do ever having six on a mobile device. Yeah, I'm of the same opinion. Um, one of our writers for, for Coalition, Garrett, he's a pretty big uh, iOS gamer. He plays a lot of RPGs on his phone. Mm. I don't really understand how he does it, uh, but I mean, whatever <laughs> works for you, I guess. I, I don't is, know. Is he the, maybe he's the type of person who just like always out or something, or he gets to use it at work or something like that, maybe? Yeah, yeah, possibly. I know. I, I, I even I, I struggled to find times to play my Vita and 3DS, let alone a game on my phone. And so, I mean, if there's ever a moment where I would be able to play a game on my phone that's like Final Fantasy, that would be the same moment where I could just play on my handheld. Yeah. So I was always under the impression that iOS devices, well, iPhones, for instance, um, never have a good battery life anyway. Yeah, see, that's, that's the thing. I, I don't, I don't even play games on my phone like when I'm out because it just drains the battery. I, I would only play it when I'm at the house, and when I'm at the house, I'm gonna be most likely playing PC, VR, or PS3 or something. So, yeah. Different people, different lifestyles, I guess. Okay, so that pretty much covers all the news and updates we wanted to talk about. This is uh, probably going to end up being one of our shorter episodes, but it gives us more time to talk about the spotlight segment, which I'm sure Tom is happy about. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, we're going to spotlight the Pokemon franchise, as you can probably tell by whatever we titled this and whatever we picked as the picture. So that shouldn't be really a surprise. Um, I know that for you, Gary, Pokemon Blue, I believe is what you said, is the game that got Red. you into RPGs. Red, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's hard to picture how my life would be. It would be so different if I didn't play that game, because that really is the game that made me like the genre. Um, And I only really bought that game because I was a a fan of the Pokemon anime at the time. So, you know, if I was never, you know, a fan of that show, I probably wouldn't have got the game. And if I didn't get the game, I probably wouldn't be an RPG gamer right now, so... Yeah, that that game means a lot to me, and um, so what you're saying is Pokemon yeah. saved your life because you would have ended up on the streets as a gangster. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> that's exactly what I mean. <laughs> no, I was just, I was in much the same concept. I mean, if honestly, if Pokemon wasn't a thing, I would never have ever owned a handheld Nintendo product because the only time I've ever bought one is to play Pokemon. Like, I bought my 3DS this weekend to play Pokemon specifically. It's a Pokemon-themed 3DS as well. Because <laughs> Which one did you get? I got the red one. Oh, which... right, because you got Y, yeah. Yeah. Well, it wasn't because I got Y. It's because I needed a 3DS, and I was just going to go out get a pre-owned one. Just like, I'll just oh, keep, keep okay. the car. Oh, okay, I thought you meant you got the Pokemon bundle with the themed 3DS. No, no, I was going to get a cheap, the, like a, a pre-owned one, just as cheap as I could get to keep the cost down. And then mm-hmm. I got I got to the store and they were like, "Oh, we don't have any left. We only have one 3DS left. It's the Pokemon themed one." And I was like, "Before she Destiny. finished, before she finished her sentence, like I'll take it. Just give it to me already, <laughs> before I change my mind." <laughs> so that's how I ended up spending far too much money, more much money than I should have done. Is it a 3DS XL or is it a standard one? It's an XL. Yeah. Those look nice. I haven't. Uh, I have a regular one, but the XLs look really nice. Uh, yeah, the um, the Pokemon thing looks looks really, really awesome. But I couldn't like justify to myself to buy it, so naturally I went and bought it, and <laughs> now I have it, and I regret nothing. You paid two hundred pounds for it. Um, in total, it was two hundred and fifteen with Pokemon. Oh damn! Because yeah. on Amazon they have it for two hundred pounds. Um, I got like a cool case with it too, though. Ooh. Oh, okay, that's that's cool. <laughs> it's not that cool. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a case that has Pokemon on the front. I got two styluses with it though. That's cool. Yeah, you you can lose those pretty easily. I've found out. They're really big though. They don't actually fit in the three DS, but they do oh, have wow. they do have Pokemon on the top of it though. So. Do you need the stylus to play the game? No, my last three, my last DS I had, I lost it within a week, and I hadn't bought one since. <laughs> so you don't need to start to play any games, really. Not that I found. But then again, I only play Pokemon, so. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm trying to remember. I think it was the Metroid game on the original DS. That one was pretty stylus heavy because mm. the you pretty much used the stylus as like the right analog stick, and you aimed with it and stuff. Oh right, okay. So. I mean, for that game, probably, but for pretty much any traditional game that, you know, a gamer like you would be interested in, Gary, you wouldn't even really need a stylus. It, the only touch controls you could do with your thumb, you could reach over and tap something. I mean, the the best games I've found, the ones that I enjoy the most on DS and 3DS, are very, very light on uh, touch controls, really. They really just utilize the bottom screen for, like, a map or an inventory. Okay. Yeah, Pokemon generally use it for their um, the battle controls. Yeah, so it frees up the top screen just for the action. Yeah, which is really good actually because obviously we're on the 3DS. They've updated all their graphics and such, and all the Pokemon are more three dimensional now and have better animations and things. It's so is the combat more like Pokemon Stadium now? Um, to an extent, I mean, it it looks yeah, it looks more like that, but at the same time, it still retains its traditional um, handheld Pokemon versions as well. So, okay. and, and the battles don't take as long as they do on Pokemon Stadium, and you're waiting forever to initialize your attacks. Yeah, and stuff. those things <laughs> usually <laughs> took a very long time. Yeah. So, how many um, Pokemon can you have like on the ready? What do you mean? 
at one time. Because, like, um, if I remember correctly, like, back in the day, you could have um, a couple Pokemon and you can swap between them or something. Um, and then, I'm not sure what you're trying to say, Gary. <laughs> I think he means, like, in your... Like, in your inventory, how many Pokemon can you have on your person? Oh, six. That's never changed. Okay, so it's still the same as it's always been. Yeah, it's always been six. You can do, like... Carry on. I was going to say, how how many Pokemon are in the game total? In total now, there's excess excess of, like, 700 now. Okay, okay. So, the, the, the term to catch them all is a very, very difficult task to accomplish these days. <laughs> well, yeah, cause they used to be 100, right? 150. 151. Yeah, they, okay. yeah, the original generation. Um, so, this, these new games, X and Y, I've heard, they have um, a much more defined storyline, is that right? Um, so far, I mean, I'm not that far into it at the moment. I've only got, like, two badges. So, I haven't really hit, like, the main cornerstone of the storyline yet. But it's okay. start, starting to get there. Um, I've heard similar things from what I've read and such that the story is quite in depth, more so than other games, uh, right, Pokemon right. games. So, yeah, I've heard it's kind of focused on you know discovering the secret behind the Mega Evolutions and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Kind of like a mystery type story. Yeah, it's been that since the start. It's like um, you get a Pokemon, your first Pokemon from one of your friends rather than the professor. Um, oh, okay. They, yeah, they state it's from the professor, but they, he's delivering it, and you'll visit him later on. And um, the goal is generally, you, here's your Pokedex. You can complete it, but we're trying to find out the mystery of the Mega Revolutions. So it's a little bit different from the standard, here's your Pokemon, go and do the Pokedex and do the gyms. Uh-huh. So there's a bit more a bit more depth to it, I guess. Okay, that's pretty cool then. Oh. They've changed it up a little. Are all the characters, like, completely different now? But the main characters. Yeah, and like Team Rocket and, you know, everyone else. In this one, it's um, Team Flare. Okay. Who um, are... Flare is spelled like F-L-A-R-E, but they have they keep stating they have lots of flair, uh, like F-L-A-I-R, because they're very fashionable. <laughs> they're, they're, a, they're a fashionable enemy. So, <laughs> they keep doing it. Because um, there's a bit of a focus on this one, that you can customise your character, and you can change his attire and things. So, nice. at the start of the game, I mean, it's very limited, like, creating a character. I mean, you can choose, like, about three or four predefined set characters, but you can change their outfits as you th- go through the game and find different, like, stores to, like, change your clothes. So, that's, that's, that's pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. What I found about playing this Pokemon game, I mean, I'm a lot more excited by all the little things I've run across rather than the game as a whole. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Like, um, I was, like, super excited and, like, uh, like oh, that was really cool when I fought, first bought a Pikachu. Because the Pikachu now, when it gets sent out, had, says, says Pikachu rather than, you know, his, like, a bit little voice, little, um, yeah, yeah. comes out. <laughs> yeah, he actually says, <laughs> says, he says Pikachu now. Which is the only one who does it. Because he's the basketball, Oh, obviously. really? Yeah, but he says that now. Like, that's like, I was like, that's awesome. I like that. <laughs> Wait, so are all the other ones, they still make the little digitized sound? Yeah, because they're not as cool as Pikachu, obviously. Makes sense. <laughs> so things like that. You got some roller skates earlier on, so you can roller skate around. And you can now ride Pokemon at certain points. Oh, you can mount them. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Your mum is like a prized Rhyhorn racer. Don't talk about my mom like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not something to hide, Gary. If you're in your Rhyhorn racer, <laughs> but yeah, you, you, there's a, like a Rhyhorn outside your house, and the first thing you can do if you look at it, you'll just jump on its back and stand on his back, and you're like, you're not doing anything, but this is like really cool. Oh, and I remember I had asked you this before we started recording, but did you get X or Y? I got Y. In the end, I decided a while ago that to get Y. And that's because of the legendary, is that right? Yes, because he looks much cooler than X. I agree. I agree. The legendary for Y does look a lot cooler. It's uh, the kind of bird-looking thing, right? I don't remember what its name is. Yeah, Y, yeah. It's uh, Yevettel, I think it's name. Yeah, it's kind of hard to pronounce. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, The X one is, I don't even know. It's a deer. We can do the X. Yeah. 
it's a deer. A blue deer with like uh, yellow antlers. Yeah. It, um, I don't oh, okay, know. so it's, it's it's basically the ones that's on the box. Um, yeah. Because you you know the uh, the three DS box. Yeah. Yeah. Only Generation One, I believe, that has the starters on the boxes. Every other generations have the legendary that it's focused on on the boxes. Yeah, I think you're right about that. And there are some other changes as well. You know, I think. Um, Mewtwo and Charizard both have different Mega Evolutions, is that right? Yeah, they have branching evolutions. Depending, I think it's dependent on which game you have. So there's a Mega Charizard yeah. Y and a Mega Charizard X. Same with Mewtwo. Right. Um, and there's, of course, like every year, there's a few Pokemon you can get in one that you can get in the other and vice yeah. versa. There's all exclusives, but I mean, that becomes a little bit more redundant now because of the whole internet trading through the game anyway. And they had the global trade station where you can trade over Wi-Fi with anyone practically so okay so it's is it almost kind of like an auction house in mmo like you can say i want to trade this pokemon who has an offer or something like that yeah something like that yeah i mean usually when i haven't done it on this one or didn't do it in black much either but i when i last time i did it was in platinum which was generation four and what happened was you like you put a pokemon up for trade and say i want this pokemon for this one and you wait for someone to like accept or decline it, basically. If someone wanted that, it's like, oh yeah, that's fair enough, I'll trade it you. But like, the problem was, a lot of people were asking for ridiculous trades. Like, people were saying, oh, here's my Psyduck, I would like a level 9 Mew. And then <laughs> no one, everyone was like, well, no one's going to do that, ever. <laughs> so, it became rather difficult to try and find the Pokemon you wanted. But you still find a few people on there who actually were like trying to be legit and get a different Pokemon for their own. So, even though there are version exclusives, it's a little bit unnecessary these days. Because you can actually yeah. get them without having a link cable with your mate down the road. Yeah, that's very true. I think, um, you know, I think the reason they do it now is really just, I guess, I would say out of tradition for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the past, they could justify it more from a business standpoint, because it could be like, well, you know, we're going to sell twice as many copies. People are going to buy both. But now, you know, people are just like, okay, you buy X, I buy Y, and we'll, you know, trade. Well, yeah, that's still the case. I mean, I still talk to my friends, and they always turn to me and say, oh, which one are you buying? I want to get the other one. And it's like, well, <laughs> it's not really necessary to get the other one. You could have the same, but still do the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I still get always ask the question, are you going to get the the third one, the third installment? They always make an extra installment, which I can only assume will be called Z this time around. Or Z, I yeah. guess. So, um, and I'll, I'll say, yes, I will get it, despite the fact that it won't be that much different from what I'm currently playing. <laughs> it's just... Can I ask yeah, a I question, mean, though? Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just going to ask, um, how comes the, the blue version is cheaper? Like, the you know, the bundle with the 3DS... It's cheaper. Uh, yeah, the the blue version is actually cheaper for some reason on Amazon. Because the you red mean X. Uh, is it a three three DS bundle with the game? It says X. It says X Y Blue Limited Edition, and then there's the red one, but that's more expensive. Oh, it's because the red one looks cooler. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> that explains it. Yeah, but it really does though. That's why I got it. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I think I think most people are kind of of that same opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, why would you want like a deer when you can get, you know, an awesome flying bird that looks really cool? It even looks like the letter Y too, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's the on the deer. I think his eyes have X's in them. That's why he's the X one. No, oh, that's lame. Yeah, it's very lame. Oh, the coolest thing I have found in. Um, Pokemon this generation, I battled a trainer, and I defeated him, and he says, at the end, you and your Pokemon's power level are incredible. They're clearly over 9,000. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's actually what it says. And I was like, pretty sure that's copyrighted, but I'm cool with it, because they're obviously <laughs> referencing popular culture. That's awesome. Wow. Makes me want it even more now. <laughs> For any reason you want to open the Amazon page? <laughs> I already have. <laughs> yeah, I've been on there already. <laughs> For a while. Uh, 
the, the best thing about this generation is, though, um, because um, I got it on release day, I didn't get the last couple on release day, I got them like a few weeks later, um, there's no real information about the, the each Pokemon. Um, I was terrible for, like, saying, oh, when does this, like, Pokemon evolve? I need to find out. I'll just go online and find out. But with this one, despite the fact all the Pokemon are there, the information hasn't really been updated online. So hmm. I could go on and I could say, oh, is this Pokemon any good? Or, you know, what levels it evolve? How does it evolve? And they'll just, like, there was no information available. They just like, this is this Pokemon. So so I have a question. Mm-hmm. I personally, the the only Pokemon game I've ever played start to finish is Yellow. I've played periodically here and there games from other generations. Like I played Pearl mm-hmm. a little bit. I think I played Silver a little. Um, and that's really it. So, I mean, for someone that watched like the first couple seasons of the anime and only played the first generation of games, would it be easy and fun for me to pick it up now? Because... I'm worried that I, I'm not going to know any of the Pokemon. I'm not going to care about them, and it's going to feel like you know it's just a bunch of random monsters that I've never seen before. Well, it will certainly, but that's the case with any new Pokemon game that you don't know the Pokemon. But that's whole part of the fun. You like you get to find out the Pokemon, which ones look cool, which ones you'd like using. And um, despite the fact you haven't played any of the others, I mean there will be a lot you won't know. But at the same time, it gives you more opportunities to use them. You can take it. That's take- true. Take them in a new setting as well. I mean, there's nothing that has annoyed me more than the recent years with Pokemon that they've turned around and said, oh, these games are not backwards compatible. You can't trade your old Pokemon with them. And I've like, for instance, you can't trade your Generation 3 games with Black and White. So I've had lots of loads of Pokemon I've played over the years on Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald. I really mm-hmm. like using, and I like to think, oh, you know, if I want to battle with my friends or something, I can get all these ones and use these ones, and I can't. I've had to, like, find new Pokemon and retrain them. Right, right. So, so, so I mean, in this one, you could, you know, you can get um, all of the existing Pokemon, is that right? Like, it isn't just the newest ones? Uh, no. Well, how it, how it tends to work the um, in the current up-to-date generations is they have what's like a regional Pokedex, where it's like the first, there's like 150 or so that you'd only get this region, and then once you beat the Elite Four, um, it like unlocks a national one where it has all the Pokemon in it. So um, oh okay. So you're limited up to Elite Four in terms of like they limit you to like 150 or so, and then once you beat the Elite Four, then you're like open. Okay. So like extra- okay, so it's kind of like a built-in New Game Plus sort of, where you can just continue catching if you want. Yeah. It's pretty much like that, like, saying when you're playing red, blue, and yellow, you beat the Elite Four, you're like, well, now what? I've done everything. Right. Whereas, whereas with black, black and white, two, black and white, black and white, two, and now X and Y, there is something to do afterwards. There's actually an extra bit of story afterwards, or a bit of, like, side quests, I guess you can call them, afterwards. Okay. So, and like I said, there's all the extra Pokemon available. And so, and with the whole trading online, the, the internet and stuff, it's not that difficult to get the Pokemon you want. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, I thoroughly recommend it. And it is, so far, it is by, by far one of my favorite Pokemon games to date. I'm really enjoying That's things. It's saying a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty big step up, then. It's not more of the same as a lot of haters would say. Yeah, it's a massive change. Um, I was a bit apprehensive about getting a 3DS just to play Pokemon. At first, but I mean, I'm glad I did, because it is it feels a lot different from what it used to be. Because wow. of, yeah, there's a lot of changes that have happened, especially the whole 3D element. It's no longer like a top-down view, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's, it's you're more behind the player now. Oh, so it actually feels like it's a th- it's fully realized kind of 3D environment. Yeah, uh, X and Y is based. Um, they have a region that's based around uh, France, so it's like French-oriented. And you can go into the major city in the middle, which is essentially Paris, and they have like an Eiffel Tower in the middle, and you're wandering through this city. And all the buildings are like all up to the sides. You're not like you're looking down from them, you're looking going through the middle of them all. You can get lost hmm. in you can actually actually get lost in the city <laughs> running around because you can't see oh. everything anymore. Okay. That's yeah, that's pretty cool. That's interesting. I'm, I think I think I'm gonna watch some gameplay videos because I'm intrigued. 
Yeah, now that you bought a 3DS, there are a ton of other games you can play now. That's a silly. I haven't played Pokemon, played Pokemon yet. Well, yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> if you ever take a break, then there are a lot of other games that are really, really, really good on 3DS. Like? Yeah, like Super Mario Bros. Nah. Nah. I'm considering getting Phoenix Wright, the new Phoenix Wright game, when it comes out. Yeah. Yeah, those games are good. I like the Ace Attorney series. So, so I guess the last topic, um, I kind of wanted to talk about where you guys think it, Pokemon's going to be going now. You know, they've they made a big change. They've gone into the 3D realm. You know, they made a lot of updates to the series. But what do you think is in store in the future? Do you think there's any plans of a big console title like a lot of people have dreamed of for years? Or do you think they're going to kind of continue down the same road they've been on for a while because it's proven to work? Uh, see, what I think is that, you know, Pokemon is a system seller, clearly. So um, I think they might just keep it exclusive to their handheld because that's going to be like the one thing that will make people buy that, you know, every time. But... They are kind of struggling with the Wii U at the moment, so I mean, I guess if there was a good time for them to make a Pokemon game for um, the console, then it would be now. Yeah, that, that's what I was just to point out. Um, if it's a console sort of then why wouldn't they make one for the Wii, the Wii U, yeah. to sell more copies of the console? I mean, personally, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't buy a Wii U for the Pokemon games, but then again, Pokemon games on consoles never had really a good track record. Yeah, I think yeah. it kind of depends on the route they take with it. Like, if it's just another Pokemon Stadium with the new coat of paint, then I don't think it's going to be a Wii U seller. But if they were, for example, to release, like, an MMO that's Pokemon or a full, like, not pixelated 3D, but fully HD 3D world Pokemon game, you know, that was everything that you had ever imagined and dreamed of, basically, and they released that on... The console, like I think people would buy a Wii U for that. Yeah. Yeah. But then you also run the risk of it making the handheld Pokemon games not really be as appealing. Because why would you buy a 3DS and Pokemon X and Y if you could buy a Wii U and Pokemon, you know, whatever they decide to call it, if it's a bigger, better version? Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of uh, kind of indie fan projects on PC of people that are make have made uh, online Pokemon games. I mean, none of them are really anything you know worth you know anything even close to what would be possible if the Pokemon company actually made it. Um, you know, but they're they're like little fan projects that people have they have little small communities and stuff like that. But you know, nothing quite on the massive scale that it could be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've played a few um, like ROM hacks and things. I mean, I played a, a Pokemon Rocket version once, um, which was essentially was just Pokemon Red, but you'll play as Jesse and James from Team Rocket instead. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It, it, it was more novelty than anything else that I played it, but I mean, I know they do quite a lot of them. I know there's quite a few hacks um, that people make for a Pokemon that you can just download and play for free. Which is obviously not strictly legal and such, but I mean, it's it's that <laughs> it's. Uh, but they do put a lot of time and effort into them. They do make like their own storylines and things in the game. It's not just a matter of just changing characters like the one I played. Um, so, yeah. Did, yeah is the actual um, is the actual anime still running at the moment, or? It is, yeah. Okay, so that's still going like strong. Mm-hmm. I think Ash had a. Do you still watch it? I don't watch it. No, I haven't watched it in years. But um, I think Ash had a birthday or something. He's like eleven now, after like twenty years or something. (laughs) (laughs) So, there's actually a really funny uh, Kotaku article about how old Ash is, and they get. No, it's actually a video. I take that back. That Kotaku posted because that's all they do basically. (laughs) But there's a YouTube video that's really funny where they. The guy goes seriously in depth. I mean, he's probably seen every episode at least 20 times. And he pulls <laughs> clips where they talk about the passage of time. Like, they'll show a clip where, you know, between two episodes, maybe a month passes. Or between a season, like, they imply that time has passed. 
But then, you know, three or four seasons on the road, he'll talk about how he's still 10. Or, you know, he's 11 now. Like you're saying, you know, he has a birthday <laughs> or something. And <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. To, and there's even theories now that have arisen because of that where people are thinking, you know, maybe he's in a coma the entire time and none of this is real. <laughs> <laughs> Like there's a moment I think in the first episode or one of the first episodes where uh, he gets attacked and gets knocked out and Pikachu saves him, mm-hmm. and people are like kind of conjecturing that he's been in a coma ever since then and none of it's real. That's some weird deep, deep convoluted storyline. Yeah, yeah, and then a lot of people really try to make it make sense. Like one of the main arguments is you know the reason one of the main reasons why he never wins is because you know if he were to win he would get out of the coma. <laughs> and that would be like him over- overcoming his obstacles in his mind or whatever, because he never wins. Wait, he still never wins? No, he's terrible. He's like the worst trainer ever. Yeah. <laughs> if you watch the first episode, he he claims he's going to catch them all, but never catches any of them. <laughs> yeah. He, he just... They, they, he becomes friends with them, and then they kind of save him, and then whenever it comes down to actually battling trainers, he sucks. What annoys me the most is, like, if you look at all the movies, he's met so many legendary Pokemon that no one ever, ever meets, and he never tries to catch any of them. <laughs> and aren't they, they're coming out with a new series, right, that's based on uh, the original generation of games? Yeah, the, the man- based on the manga. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Because uh, I've seen the trailer, and the animation's beautiful in mm-hmm. the trailer. It looks fantastic. Yeah, it should be good, because I mean, in, the, in the manga for Pokemon, I mean, a lot, a lot of things go down that you don't realize actually happens. I mean, like, some gym leaders are a member of Team Rocket, and they're all, like, against the main protagonist. Hmm. And so, I mean, I think um, the third gym member, I think, is, uh, is it LT Surge, Lieutenant Surge? The third gym member, uh, member, he's a member of Team Rocket, and so on. Interesting. Yeah, so, I mean, it is quite in-depth, actually. I mean, more so than the actual um, cartoon that airs at the moment. Yeah, I mean, that you, that's pretty much the fact for any manga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or a comic. And so, I, I'm kind of curious, I don't know, did, what came first, the game, the manga, or the anime? I think the game came first. Yeah, I, th- I, think, th- I think that's what I heard. It's kind of a strange... Anomaly. Wait, the game came first? Yeah, I believe the game came first before anything else happened. Wait, what game? Pokemon. <laughs> well, it'd be Pokemon. But, like, which one? Pokemon Red and Greed, wouldn't it? Because the Japan, Japan had green before they had, didn't ever had blue over there, did they? Oh, so you mean it came out in Japan first? It came, yeah. Because yeah. I know for sure that over here the, the cartoon came out first. Well, yeah, they didn't release the games over here until they released the, um, released the show. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking it up now. In Japan, the game came out first, but in the U.S., the anime came first. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Red and Green got released in 1996 in Japan, and we got in 98. Oh, well, to be fair, the game was unveiled at E3 in 98, and then a few months later, the anime came out. So the American audiences got to see the anime before they got to play the game. I guess the manga must have came much later. Yeah, because say the manga's not based on either of the games. Okay. The, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Okay. That probably worked out for the best. Because, um, uh, do you think Pokemon the game would have been as successful if we didn't get the anime first? I don't believe it would because I mean I don't know about you guys, but the only I got Pokemon because I really liked the watching the show. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, same here. I mean, it, it was I was young and it came on a Saturday morning, and. I really enjoyed watching it, and then I heard there was a game coming out about it, and I was like, this is great, I really want it. Yeah, I think that just kind of comes down to the differences in cultures. You know, just, I think, you know, kids wanted different things at that time and stuff. And I I mean, for me, like, I was obsessed with the anime for the first couple of seasons, and I don't Mm. know if I grew out of it necessarily, or if my interest just shifted. I think they mostly just shifted over to Dragon Ball Z. And yeah, I think, they've kind of stayed with, there forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What happened with me was, like, once they started to introduce new Pokemon, I kind of got turned off. And then, you know, then I saw Dragon Ball Z, and I was like, wow, this guy looks like Ash. And then, you know, I started watching that and fell in love with that. <laughs> yeah, but the, those first couple seasons, though, were 
Fantastic. And I remember I used to have birthday parties based around Pokemon. I had all my entire wardrobe for the most part. I had t-shirts. I had posters on my walls. I had, you know, it took over my life for a couple of years. Yeah, I, I still got my Pokemon cards at home. I still get them out and look at them nostalgically every now and then. Did you ever play the training oh, that, card game? Those have to be worth a lot now. I didn't actually play it. That's the thing. I didn't know anyone who actually <laughs> played either. it. It was a collector's <laughs> thing. Yeah, I, I was the exact same way. I treated them like I would actual Pokemon that I caught. You know, like I didn't actually play the card game. I just looked at them because they were Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know how to play the game because I had the trading card game, uh, Game Boy game. Which actually... Right, I forgot they made a game that was based on a game that was based on a game. Yes. Which is awesome. <laughs> yes. But that's actually a really fun game as well. I really enjoy playing it as well. But I didn't know I've anyone... i good things. I didn't know yeah. anyone who played, like, Pokemon cards properly. I think I tried to once with my friend, but uh, we kind of just yeah, lost interest. I think yeah. I... One time I bought a pack, and it came with one of those little fold-out sheets of paper that showed you how to lay out the cards and gave you, like very brief instructions on how you're supposed to play. And we tried to follow that one time, and then we just kind of gave up. <laughs> it was much better to just trade them, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, or kind of make up your own ideas, be like, yo, my Charizard could totally beat up your Charizard. <laughs> <laughs> no, mine's shinier, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what it came down to. Who's was shinier than the other person's? Yeah, that's true for any card game. <laughs> The one trading card game. Oh, sorry. No, continue. Okay, so I have, uh, I guess, a final question that we can end the episode on that uh, many people have shed blood over. There have been many wars, many battles fought, and the war still rages on to this day for some people. But I think I already know your answer, but I just want to hear your thoughts anyway. Have you ever been much of a fan of Yu-Gi-Oh? Yes. Okay, so you're a fan of both. Yeah. And many people I've met are very, very divisive. I mean, worse than Sony versus Microsoft. I mean, these people, that some people I know, they refuse to even talk about the other one. No, I like both. Yeah, I I never actually watched Yu-Gi-Oh!, but um, one thing I did hate was Digimon. What? Get out, leave. (laughs) Fun fact, Digimon came before Pokemon. It did. In Japan, mm-hmm. which is where everything comes from. Of so. course. Digimon's really good. <laughs> it really is. I've rewatched the first season with my nephew recently. It holds up. I mean, have it you... holds up just as well as Pokemon. Have you watched the third series? No, I only watched the original first season. That's all I've ever seen. If you were to watch any season of Digimon, watch the third season. Because okay. it is amazing. It is much it, better it, than any Pokemon episode ever. What, what is the whole concept? See, I, I actually agree with you on that. I, th- I think the premise of Digimon is way, way better than the premise of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. It's just differences in terms of execution and capitalizing on popularity that separates the two. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, have you played the Digimon DS games? They I haven't played any Digimon games. On the DS, they released a Digimon game, and that was a really good game. It was a, it was a turn-based game. It was a turn-based RPG. And it was so fun. It was similar to Pokemon in regards to like, the whole battle concept. But it was so fun. Okay, I'm looking it up now. Is it Digimon World DS? Yes. There's Digimon okay. World DS, okay. and they, they released another one afterwards called Digimon World Dawn and Dusk. Oh, uh-huh, okay. But they were they were really fun, and so was Yu-Gi-Oh as well. I pl- I like Yu-Gi-Oh more because of, uh, in regards to playing the actual card game, because you could, you did actually play the card game in that one. It wasn't just collecting like with Pokemon. Yeah, I, that one's always been kind of a, a mindfuck to me. Like, the, <laughs> it's an anime about a card game in which you can actually buy the cards that they use in the anime and play the card game like they play it, but in the anime, they don't even follow the rules. No, they like don't. They don't even play the right way at all. <laughs> like I remember as a kid being so frustrated because I would sit there and be like, wait, 
You can't do that! <laughs> <laughs> no, the worst, the one thing I remember, because me and my brother always make a joke about it every now and then, is that there was like, once something happened in it, and they, and they got, there was all kind of dramatic music, and they thought he was going to lose, and then Yugi was turned to them, everyone, and we're like, no, that didn't work, because my monster's a girl. And I was like, what? <laughs> that makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> the only uh, trading card game that I ever really got into was Magic the Gathering. I got really into that one. And, um, yeah, but whenever me and my friends would play, we would always kind of play like we were in a Yu-Gi-Oh! episode. You know, we would have the grand flourishes every time we drew a card and kind of do, like, anime voices and stuff. Yeah, and then it, was, it was cool. I, I liked playing the card game. I was annoyed, like you said, by the anime when it didn't make any sense. But it was still right. cool nonetheless. I mean, the, 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 one of the odd things was, um, you know, the whole premise of the start of Yu-Gi-Oh! was that the Blue Eyes White Dragon was like a limited edition card. There's like only like four in the world. I'm like, I've got six of them at home. So like, does that make me like... <laughs> <laughs> so... And so, Gary, uh, before we kind of rambled on, you had asked a question about Yu-Gi-Oh! Well, I, I couldn't hear what you said. I mean, Digimon, Digimon, you asked a question about that. Oh, no, I was just going to ask, like, because I can't really remember, but, like, what's the basic um, outline of the story? Like? Well, the first two on the the show, the first two seasons kind of, like, intertwined. It was, like, the first season, um, they, they some of these kids were at camp, and there's, like, they were engulfed in this light, and they got sent to the digital world, and they met their partners, and they had these Digimon, and they were sent there because they were destined to save the digital world because it's being overrun and controlled. And so they're like... Also, mm-hmm. also, it had one of the greatest theme songs ever. It did. So catchy, so catchy. Did you know, fun fact about Digimon for you, did you know they are the champions? <laughs> mm-hmm. Have you ever heard the song, Gary? No. How could you not what? have ever heard this song? Well, I, I think I did, but I just can't remember. I just told you the lyrics of all this, <laughs> the entire intro. Yeah, that's that's the only lyric. Here it is, right here. Alright, and we should link it for the listeners so that they can uh, pause the podcast and then listen, because it's beautiful and amazing. Yes. It's right up there with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and Dragon Ball Z. Like, some of the best theme songs from my childhood right there. The old shows, who's had the best intro songs? <laughs> What'd you say? All the, all the old shows had like, the best intro songs. I know, X-Men 2. The X-Men cartoon had such a good song. Oh yeah, that's, that's classic. Man. Songs nowadays, man. No, I can't yo, nothing. As for Dragon Ball Z, though, I hated when they changed the music, because, you know, um, it it was awesome at first, and then like it was just Dragon Dragon Ball or something like that. I hate oh it when yeah, they changed, they changed it to the one that was like Dragon Dragon Rock the Dragon Dragon Balls. No, that was the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. Mm-hmm. And then the, the second one, I, I disliked it. I like the actual Japanese one that they started using now for even like American releases of the game and stuff. The, I think it's called Head Chala is the oh, that's is the fun. phrasing. I like that. Yeah, that one's really really catchy. Yeah, I, I love that one as well. There is another one though. I think I, I think I know the one you're thinking of that I wasn't a big fan of. But I mean, yeah. Anyways, we're getting a little off topic, but that's okay. <laughs> I think anyone that's a fan of Pokemon is probably going to be a fan of all the stuff we talked about anyway. So oh, good. It's not too off topic. Um, I feel like we should have had JJ on this episode. Man, we this episode would never end. <laughs> True. <laughs> Shout out to Venomous. All right, yeah, All right, we well, better cut it off there. I guess uh, that pretty much sums everything up. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh and Digimon are way better than Pokemon. Not the games. Not yeah. the games. <laughs> no, only the games. Only the games. <laughs> Scandalous. Yeah, so let us know which uh, if you got Pokemon X or why or why not uh. if you didn't get either. Yep. Yep. Leave your friend code down below if you want us to. No, I'm just kidding. I'm never going to put in your friend code. That thing's stupid. Um, yeah. 
So Pokemon is still going strong. And you should play X or Y, preferably Y, according to Tom. So That's the better legendary. Yep. All right. Thanks for listening. See you. Bye.